0: Video recordings of this podcast can be found on raisingequity.org and Truth to Power on YouTube.
1: Welcome to Raising Equity. If you've been following our podcast, you know that we have a cluster of episodes about homophobia and heterosexism, and it was spurred by my oldest child coming home and telling me what was happening at school and on Fortnite. And it made me think, Okay, we need to pause and actually talk to people with the lived experience of identifying as LGBTQ and find out what other schools and principals are doing about this topic, because it's important to understand how our schools where our kids spend a lot of their time are handling the topic. So that sent me on a journey, and I thought it might be good to wrap that up by bringing my son back on the show. So today we have with us Avery Banks. Welcome back, Avery.
0: I thank you for letting me come back to your show.
1: Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. You are always welcome. So I'm curious, let's back up. How did you feel when you heard that I was going to do a series of interviews with folks to try to understand their experiences with homophobia and heterosexism sexism and how they addressed it?
0: Well, I was really surprised because I thought you were just going to talk to me and I didn't know you're going to turn it into a whole podcast thing. So I found that really cool.
1: Yeah. Did you feel like your mom was maybe doing too much?
0: No, not really. I felt like it was necessary for people to know about other people's experiences. So
1: Absolutely. And sometimes we are blessed enough to have people in our lives that we can ask about because we already have a relationship with them that we could ask them about their lived experience. And some people don't have that in their lives. And so I felt like given that I had a relationship with folks that might talk to me that why not share that? Yeah. That we might be able to learn from that. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what you learned as a result of these episodes. Maybe let's start with the ones where people talked about their own experiences. They identified as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or queer. And they told us about their experiences. What did you learn about those who identify as LGBTQ?
0: Well, I noticed that there's like a common thing of them for like, them figuring out themselves and having like battles with themselves about who they were and like denying themselves that, well, some people didn't deny themselves, but some people were like fighting with their own mind about who they were, but then they decided to accept it and just be, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. And,
1: and when you think about that, like, what do you, what do you think creates that battle? Like why, does that battle exist for you identifying as heterosexual
0: no, not really. I just feel because it's in my body, I don't feel like I have to fight with anything. But I feel like the reason they had to fight was because other people would judge them because of how they identified.
1: Yeah. So that brings into this whole picture that there are systems in our society, heterosexism, and people who who are against homophobia, who have who are homophobic, right? So people who don't like people who identify as such. And those are operating, which makes them then feel like, is it okay to be me? Is it okay to be who I am? Right? Yeah. And the reason why I want to highlight that is so often people say, oh, well, it's about that person. Like, just be who you are and it's okay. But like you said, there are all sorts of things in society that are telling them not to be. And it's a privilege to be heterosexual and not have those messages being given to you. Yeah? hmm So that balance of like what's happening with individuals and what's happening in the system, I think is important for you to realize that even if we were kind to everyone who identified as LGBTQ, there still are systems that are operating that tell them it's not okay to be who you are or systems that are saying that we would call heteronormative that are saying being heterosexual is what's normal normal, and what's what's normal and what's okay. I heard
0: you say that a couple of times in those interviews. (laughs)
1: Were you like, what's that word mean? Well,
0: At first, yeah, but then I picked up Mm -mm. on it because of all the times you used it. Okay.
1: Yeah. I try not to use all the big academic words, (laughs) but sometimes it's hard. It's in my nature. Yeah, so I think that is one theme of seeing that people might have recognized it in who they were and how they identified, but they were scared to, to fully be themselves because of society. Yeah. What other things stood out to you? Any other themes?
0: Um, I liked about Dr. Evans, I liked about how she, when someone got in trouble for making fun of that person, that second grader, when they got in trouble, I liked how she didn't shame him and, like, shame them and just punish them. She punished them and she made them learn about being gay and what that means and how nothing's wrong with that. So I feel like you're more likely not to do it again if you understand how it's not an insult and how it's not bad.
1: Yeah, I, and there's a piece of that that's the school trying to say, all right, it's not acceptable, right? There will be consequences, and we want you to learn and understand why you're having consequences. And and I would say that's something that's special about your school, and you, you don't know that because that's where you go to school and that's all you know. But there are some schools that when people say things that are hateful, some schools they just say, oh, they don't, they don't even give people consequences. They're like, oh, kids will be kids sort of thing. Other schools, they might have a hard line about some language and it's like a zero tolerance and you get in trouble, but you don't always, you aren't pushed to understand and learn, right? Whereas City Garden is trying to say, we're, we're trying to be something different than what we see in the world. We know we're not perfect and we're going to mess up. And when our kids mess up, we're going to try to support them. So, that they have the consequence, but they also have the chance to do the learning. So, like you said, it wasn't just shame, 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 but this is not okay. This is not appropriate. And we want you to be educated. So, just exactly what you said is something that is not actually normal in schools. It's not widespread. And it's something that's special about City Garden and part of the reason why we wanted you
0: to go there. Well, yeah, that's a good reason because it is a bar there. So.
1: Yeah. The anti-bias, anti-racist co- mission is something that they're committed to. And that's, that's not common. And in a way, if people listen to the series, they heard from two schools that have that mission. And so with Crossroads, it's a secondary and high school school, yeah. right? So they're middle school and high school. So where City Garden tries to start those lessons early, um, Crossroads tries to continue them. What did you, you think about that episode?
0: so i I found it pretty interesting because they did things like, for example, the bathrooms um there was a bathroom for everyone because some people there don't identify as a man or a woman. I also thought it was pretty interesting about what people the parents were saying to him, um like how they were making the school black and gay, mm. because people were running around and yelling like those don't because. Like-
1: Yelling equaled being black. black. Uh-huh. And I don't remember what it was that they were, why they were saying it was. Oh, because he identified as queer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, so. that that would make the school somehow more gay friendly. And and I I think he's pretty clear in saying that is something, but it's not, it does not fix everything at all. Right. That the school still needs to think about how is, how is it supportive of kids who identifies, who identify as LGBTQ throughout the school, not just having a head of school who identifies as such. Yeah, one thing oh. that I wanted to bring up is the is language. Are there any terms or concepts that you learned as a result of of hearing people's stories that were new to you, or did you learn something new about anything?
0: The word queer, I kind of got a better understanding of what it means because i never really knew what it meant.
1: Mm-hmm. What'd you learn? What'd you, what you would what further understanding did you get? So yeah, you people talked. Some people talked about identifying as queer, and it's a term that. In the past, was seen as like a negative, pejorative thing that you would say to someone who identifies reclaimed it exactly, and so folks are reclaiming it. And David talked about how even in his lifetime, and he's he's younger than me, and not that much older than you, right? So he's in between us. That even during college for him, it was not always a term that everyone embraced, but he embraces for himself, and uh, that oftentimes people use the term because they feel like it it fits their identity, that they might not feel like bisexual in the term in in terms of like the binary of genders, or they might not feel squarely as a lesbian or gay, but that queer encompasses and gives them kind of more freedom of expression. Yeah. Who
0: they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. hmm
1: I think the lesson there is that we need to listen to how people identify and not to assume. So just because we now heard that there are people who identify as queer doesn't mean we need to go around labeling people as queer, because they might not identify. Yeah, Which means we have to be willing to get to know people, listen, and if we're unsure, if we have a relationship with them, we can ask. I'm curious your thoughts about some of what David said. He identifies as a Black man who's queer. Um, You are a Black boy who I hope will grow up to be a Black man. Um, What are your thoughts about his experience as a Black man?
0: Well, I feel like maybe it was hard for him because... Black men are seen as supposed to be strong and not soft. And there's a stereotype that if you're gay or queers, you're soft. So if I was put in that situation, it would have been hard for me because I'm a black man, and some people see black men as strong people. And there's a stereotype that if you're gay, um, that you're not strong, you're soft. And that'd be hard for me because I don't want to be seen as soft. So
1: so kind of stuck between these stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a reminder that that the stereotypes that we have about groups of people are limiting. Right. Like we know it's not accurate that black men are like these hyper masculine, always strong people. Like black men get should, should get to have a range of emotions. And the same with people who identify as queer. Like they're not uh, there is a stereotype that they're effeminate or soft, right? But that does not capture all in the range of who they are. And so when we get stuck in these narrow stereotypes, it limits people. And you can see how that would um, that would create some kind of like tension. And, and that battle that you talked about early on of like, can I identify, is this really who I am? Because that's a lot to step into and a lot to have to deal with. So those that That's the intersection, the intersection of our identities, being black, being a man, being queer, and how to navigate all that, yeah yeah yep it's it's real, and as you get older and you explore your different identities, you'll have other intersections, and I hope that, as you watched and or listened both to these interviews, that you started to have more of an understanding and maybe empathy for people who who are forced to grapple with their sexual orientation um, in ways that you don't have to. You have the privilege of not grappling because you fit the norm. Yeah. So what do you take from these interviews in terms of like, how you're going to move through the world, um, how you might stand against homophobia or stand as an ally? What do you, what do you take? What's, what are your takeaways? Well, I'm definitely not going to stand as an ally because
0: it's wrong.
1: Oh. So when I say stand as an ally, I mean stand as an ally next to people who identify as LGBTQ against homophobia. Oh. Yeah, so allies are the people who um who support and I see what you mean. You thought I meant be an ally for homophobia. homophobia. Yeah, I mean against it.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I feel like it's going to make me more open to people and everyone who identifies as L- LGBTQ um I won't judge people and It's also rude to ask someone what they are just randomly, too. Yeah. So it just gives me more respect for them. And, well, from, like, the unit you did with this homophobia um, podcast, I took away that, like, most people, and I'm I'm not going to say everyone, but I've seen, like, a lot of people had inside battles with themselves for identifying who they are. Did you know before I talked to Miss Katie that people could be fired from their job for being gay? No, I didn't know that. That, was, that seemed like unfair. It wasn't right because she was just as good as someone who identifies as heterosexual at being a pastor. So,
1: Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's something that, in our, in our country, we let the church, we let religious institutions make their own decisions, and in our state, There's no protection, labor protection, even outside of the church for people in terms of gender or sexual orientation. They
0: can get fired just because they're gay.
1: Just because. Yeah. So I want you to be aware of that, that our laws are not changed. So even as we try to change hearts and minds and get people to be okay and not judge folks, we still have to think about changing the laws. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anything else you'll take away? Well this podcast, it was really helpful to see like other people's views and like to know how people felt, feel. So like, I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to make fun of anyone. Um, I'm not going to join in. It actually compels me to not sit there and watch it happen, but actually stand up for it now. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cause sometimes silence can look like you're going along. Along with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You're going to work to do that. And also remember one of the things Alexis said is that they understand how hard that can be. And so don't, don't beat up on yourself if you can't always say something. But I love the fact that you feel compelled to try to or to look for a way to make sure people know that it's not okay by you. Because I think when we have privilege and we have heterosexual privilege, we need to name it, leverage it, and use it. Because sometimes when people speak up and it's on their own behalf, you know, for their own group. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people don't hear it as much, but if you can stand up for others, that's a big deal. And that's the kind of person I want you to be, a person who stands up for others and a person who also understands how the systems are working and how things are set up so that even as we stand up for others and make sure we're treating each other well, we also change the structures and the laws. So, yeah, I really appreciate you for being open I appreciate you for being open, sharing with me what was happening at school and on the video games. Um, I know not all kids feel comfortable telling their parents those things, but I, I appreciate you doing it because it helps me know what you're experiencing so that I can support you. And even if I can't, that I can seek other people in our lives who can help us learn. So thanks for that.
0: Of course. Anything else you want to say? Um, thank you for having me on your show. It was really fun to talk to you about this. Awesome. Well, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. And thank
1: you all for joining us. If you need to catch up on the series on heterosexism and homophobia, please do. It's a great series and it's a great example of how our kids can come home and just be sharing simple things with us, but that it can then grow to be an ongoing lesson and ongoing learning for the whole family. So thank you for joining us on Raising Equity. Please subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next time.